Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Monday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. And oh, what a fun-filled episode it is, because today we're going to be talking about our Lord and Savior, the one and only Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has just announced he is retiring. But before we get there, going to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor. And that sponsor is the Expat Money Show. Head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash expat, where you can go ahead and join our uh, good friend, Mikhail Thorpe, who's going to help you protect the money you worked so hard to earn from ambulance chasing lawyers, nefarious creditors, and greedy, unjust governments. And uh, oh, by the way, if you uh, go ahead and talk to our good friend, Mikhail Thorpe, he's going to tell you that he's going to help people just like you to invest internationally secure second passports and residencies, eliminate that tax bill, and take advantage of offshore structures so you can travel the world freely and never have to worry about money again. And oh, by the way, the Expat Money Summit is it's going to be here before we know it, folks. November 7th through November 11th. It's going to be five days, 30 expert speakers. And traditionally, these speakers would charge hundreds of dollars to sit down and uh, in some cases, thousands of dollars to sit and have these uh, consultations. You get them for free at this virtual summit. And by the way, they have an amazing keynote speaker. The one and only Dr. Ron Paul will be joining us. So head to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat and get your free tickets today. All right, folks. So yeah, I mentioned it in the intro, our Lord and Savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Sadly, he is retiring. Is it sad though? To talk about that, Jeffrey Tucker from the Brownstone Institute. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Such pleasure to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Jeffrey, great to have you back in the program. And obviously today is a a sad day. Uh, I say that completely tongue in cheek. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci has announced today that he is stepping away from his role uh, and no longer going to be leading uh, our our national discourse on what is science and what is public health. So we're going to dig into that. But before we do that, Jeffrey, you have been fighting the good fight over the past few years, especially when it was not popular, leading the charge, obviously, with the Great Barrington Declaration and then uh, helping us here at the uh, amazing organization, the Brownstone Institute, leading the conversation in terms of what is the fact when it comes to the way our government and public health has approached COVID-19. Talk to us. What's been going on since you were last year in the program? Well, uh, everything keeps getting worse. I mean, I guess that's the summary statement of, of our times. You know, the spending, the taxing, the inflation, the fallout from the lockdowns, the mandates, everybody's madder than ever, rightly so. Uh, the administrative state that did this to us are locked in our homes, shut our churches, shut our schools, limited our travel, and so on. Um, it's it still ruling the world with the emergency declarations. So nothing has changed. Uh, they got scared a little bit and pulled back on their draconian impositions on our lives. But uh, apart from that, everything's still in place. I mean, my unvaccinated friends from Europe still can't visit, even wow. today. Yep. Even though the CDC has said that uh, their mandates were ridiculous and the vaccine doesn't work. I mean, that's basically what they said. But even given that, we've got an administrative state that cannot roll uh, back these mandates on, on travel. So we're no better off than we were, I would say, like two and a half years ago, in, in some sense. They can clamp down immediately, even though most people in this country imagine themselves to be free. Uh, they're not free uh, by any stretch. We're no 
we're far less free than we were three years ago. And yet, we just, you know, look what they've done to us. They've gaslighted us. They've convinced us that uh, we're uh, free. Everything's back to normal. It's not. So this is partly why folks like me uh, left big cities like Philadelphia, New York City, because frankly, I saw the writing on the wall. This wasn't going to go away. And that was obvious. And we saw a lot of these little petty tyrants in their, their little fiefdoms really get excited at the idea that suddenly they had this draconian power and it could pretty much go unchecked so long as they were doing so in the name of number one, uh, trusting the science, of course, but but number two, using fear as a, as a weapon and the fear in this case of an in, uh, invisible virus that no one can see, but you're always going to have to be terrified of. And the only way to show that you're taking it seriously is to wear a mask, stay at home and stay safe and obviously keep more than six feet apart from each other. And that's the approach that not only led the conversation in these cities over the past two years, but it permeated the national conversation and it was led by folks like Dr. Anthony Fauci. And this is the part that I think it's so important for us to talk about today, Jeffrey. And, and frankly, why I have to go back and praise you and your amazing team over the Brownstone Institute because we have to make sure that we have not only been writing what's been happening and documenting what's been happening, but making sure we are setting the record straight right now as you can watch folks going back and trying to rewrite narratives. You see Deborah Burks trying to distance herself from the response from uh, COVID-19 uh, from the national perspective. You see the CDC starting to turn back a lot of their guidance more or less to what the Great Barrington Declaration uh, promoted back at the very beginning of the pandemic. And now folks like Dr. Fauci who are looking to move forward and likely in his new book he's told us he's going to be writing set their own narratives. So let's talk about that. Let's focus on folks like Dr. Anthony Fauci, who he really has been one of the main figureheads, if not the face, when you think of the government response to COVID-19. And I would love to hear your, your overall summary, uh, Jeffrey Tucker, in terms well, of Dr. I, I think Fauci's the, the approach. The timing of the resignation is, is, is a little bit unusual. Mm -hmm. It could be one of two things or a combination of both. I mean, the first thing is that he's a huge liability to the Democratic Party and to Biden's re-election uh, prospects. He said he's not going to resign until December, which is after the midterms. Um, so I'm not sure that it's entirely political, but it certainly is financial. So he's got a, a huge royalty uh, check waiting in advance from a publisher you know, I don't know who it is. Uh, they've, they've offered him several hundred thousand dollars to add on to his $450,000 uh, government check that he gets yearly, plus pension. Uh, so he's, if he resigns now, he gets his pension. He has to give up his, his income, but he gets a huge check of uh, royalties. Maybe it's a million dollars. I don't know. But he cannot get that as a government employee. So he resigns now. Therefore, he gets the uh, advance on royalties that he hopes that his book is going to earn, then he'll get somebody else to write his book. And then it'll sell, and then he'll get both the, uh, be able to keep the advance, and then also get royalties on the sales of his book. So he's a, the ultimate capitalist in some, way, in some ways. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's very bitter end. I, I don't see it as a victory. It, it seems like the culmination of a, of a great career of lying and pillaging and locking people down and destroying people's liberty and human rights. And he brags about it, you know, every single day on national television, thanks to the kept media and the kept big tech. He can banish anybody he wants from Twitter, uh, blow away your YouTube account. He controls uh, scientists, hundreds of thousands of them all over the world. 
And he's probably responsible for the pandemic, you know, which he's trying to cover up. So um, Anthony Fauci is a creature of the state uh, and, and big industry in the ultimate sense. And today, the day I'm, uh, with, uh, on which I'm speaking to you, he's resigned. But he's resigned mostly for financial reasons. And also maybe a little bit because he's become a liability to the Democratic Party. What would you say has been Anthony Fauci's overall impact, not just on public health in general, but truly looking at science and trusting science across the board? Do you think he has done more in the positive or the negative? Well, he's discredited science and discredited public health, and that's his legacy. And he did it during the AIDS epidemic, which he said, uh, you can catch AIDS by casual contact with toilet seats, for example. And he sent the whole country into panic. I'm talking about like 87, 86, 87, something like that. And that's been his legacy ever since. He's a, he's a very good media figure. I think he has training, but he's long ago forgot that training. And he's long ago forgotten science. He's never even looked at it during the COVID pandemic. Um, he manipulated the system. He's a deeply cynical person. Cynical on multiple levels. He doesn't believe science. He doesn't read it. Uh, but more than that, he thinks that it's all a hoax and that he's figured out the game, and he has. And so he's been lying to us for uh, the better part of two and a half years. So in uh, February, um, let me think of the actual date. Let me, it might have been March 2nd. Washington Post reporter named Michael Gerson wrote him and said, um, what's, what's the point of the social distancing, actually, as you say? This Six is two weeks before the lockdown, right? Yep. Um, he said, well, it's not to wait for a vaccine. Vaccines will have no effect whatsoever. We'll be able to get rid of this virus through um, keeping everybody apart. And uh, closing schools, closing churches, closing mass events, closing sports. So that was his uh, uh, position, March 2nd. Now, this was not a public memo. It was a, it discovered only in the email uh, uh, releases, uh, the FOIA requests. But that was his view. So he really thought we could get to zero COVID uh, with uh, enough lockdowns. That was March 2nd. Um, now, apparently, he had changed his mind going back to March 26th. Uh, he had written Morgan Fairchild's The 80s actress and said, hey, we're all going to lock down, warn your followers of this. Uh, three days earlier, he was uh, still uh, d diminishing the virus and saying, this is not that big a deal. It's, it's just the flu. Don't worry about it. Don't wear a mask. Don't, don't care. Uh, three days later, he changed his mind. And then five days after that, he was telling the Washington Post, we're going to lock down forever. Uh, because uh, uh, if we lock down properly, nobody will get infected, which is ridiculous. And it turned out, of course, that everybody got the, the bug, regardless of lockdowns. This pandemic would have been probably over with uh, two years ago if he hadn't had his way, but he does have his way. And he still refuses to take uh, responsibility for the decisions he made uh, to lock down and to favor lockdowns and persuade Trump to lock down. So, I mean, this guy is a uh, really, I would say, like a, like a very cynical monster who doesn't believe in truth, doesn't believe in science, doesn't believe in, uh, in anything. He just says whatever he wants to get his way. 
Well, that's Anthony Fauci. You just went to, and you touched on this next part I wanted to focus on, that is, well, what happens next? Because, yes, he's retiring, and yes, he's going to have his book deal here ready to rock and roll. But you see folks in, in the Senate, like Rand Paul, who have been focusing and adamantly saying that, no, 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 we're going to be digging more into Fauci's role here as it pertains to COVID-19. We're going to look more into the origins of COVID-19, the Wuhan uh, Institute. We're going to dig into what was our role in funding the gain-of-function research. Uh, and obviously, this is stuff that Rand Paul was raising up from the beginning that was raised to be conspiracy theory, but now it's pretty much well-known, documented fact, and, and now we're really just starting to, to peel back the layers here and finding so much. So what's next, Jeffrey? What should we be doing here as we approach Anthony Fauci's role in all this? In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. So uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be called before for the Congress and, the, and the, the Republicans who are going to take over the Senate and the House, as far as we know, based on the current polling. And Fauci will go there as a private citizen. Not quite yet, right? He'll have about a month. And uh, he'll stonewall. And it'll take countless hours of hearings to get him to admit the truth. And he probably never will. And then, I don't know how old he is, he's very old, at some point he'll die. And you're going to have to make up your own decision. You know, what do you think about Fauci? What do you think about the lockdowns? What do you think about his legacy? Uh, there will, I mean, my prediction is that there will be no justice at all, uh, unfortunately. And it's not just Fauci, it's Burks, it's, it's Collins, it's, um, it's, it's thousands of people around the world that he rules. Uh, we've lived through the biggest lie imaginable. Uh, conducted by the state, big tech, and big media. And we're going to have to get to the bottom of it. And it has to start with interrogations of Fauci, but uh, but I'm not sure that's going to lead to much. He's too clever, mm. really. And it's up to Rand Paul. And think about this. I mean, like, Rand Paul is a weird character. He has medical training, therefore bravery, in the face of this subject. But if it weren't for him, who would there be? Ron Johnson? Yeah, he's a very interesting guy. I like him very much. But, okay, take Ron Johnson out of the picture. Who's left? Right. You know, nobody. And, and so we, we've been, we were locked in our homes. Our churches were closed. Our businesses were destroyed. Our communities smashed. Hundreds of thousands of businesses destroyed. Um, where's the justice, you know, in all of this? So, which leads to the real question, who's in charge of this country? It's not us, not the voters, not the citizens something else and it's the administrative state of which fauci really is you know the head guy um in some ways and that's the beast we have to destroy if you believe in liberty this should be your number one focus hundreds of agencies three million employees they imagine themselves to be in charge of this country they exercise power without any kind of uh, oversight either judicial or legislative. And that's what's become of our country. It's a serious problem. 
So now is the inevitable question, well, what can we do about it? And this this is looking at what we're seeing right now because it's already been talked about what's going to happen when the next pandemic is here, Jeffrey, or, or can we even use a lot of these uh, different precedences that have been put in place when it comes to climate change? I don't know. So let's talk about this. What can we do, tactically speaking, to take on this massive administrative bureaucratic state? Well, right now, I think the only thing we can do is vote. Um, and it's a weird thing for me to say because I haven't voted in 30 years, more than that, really. <laughs> but uh, in the end, we have to rely on the Republican um, uh, uh, legislators to, to, uh, to, to save us. But they respond, just like judges, to public opinion. So don't think you're powerless, even if you don't vote, which I understand. Um, public opinion really matters. So if you can speak out in every possible way, pollster calls you, uh, give you a view. Uh, if you have a Twitter account, tweet it out. Risk being banned, which you will be probably. But anything you can do, um, in the end, I don't believe that any government, even an administrative apparatus like this one, can rule without public consensus. If 90% of us are really against what they're doing, we, have, we stand a chance. Um, so they manipulated us because we are afraid of a virus. Think about that. Amazing. How did that happen? I don't know. Ignorance. Whatever. But um, that's all we can do is fight the intellectual battle. I mean, these battles have been going on for the better part of a, 150 years, you know? And in the end, it's public opinion that rules the day. So what you believe in your heart, you know, makes a contribution to changing the system. But the Republicans have to target the administrative state. We have to get to a back to a constitutional system uh, in which the people actually uh, govern themselves. That's the most important thing I can think of short term. Long term, we have to come to a new belief in, in human liberty. Uh, otherwise, we're, gonna, we're doomed. I'm sorry to say, but we're doomed. Well, today... 81-year-old, there you go, uh, Anthony Fauci, yes, he has officially, uh, he's saying he's stepping down there in December, so uh, it is an interesting day here, uh, but to your point, Jeffrey, it's not over, this is uh, just a step towards what we need to start doing across the board and seeing all these folks either resign or uh, be forced out of these different positions, and that starts with us, yeah, changing the uh, the way Congress looks, the way the Senate looks, and to your point, I'm right on board, I think right now it's obvious that the Republican Party is the uh, you know, quite obvious only foil that's really out there yeah, to yeah. serve a tangible alternative to the Democrats who who have been really taking this COVID thing to the extreme. So whenever there's a libertarian, I'm all about that. But we have to pick our battles. And in this case today, it's obvious what the biggest battle we're facing is. So uh, with that being said, Jeffrey, uh, unfortunately, we're getting close to time here. So I want to give you a chance to direct folks, not just to where they can go ahead and continue the conversation with you over on social media, but also go ahead and find more about the Brownstone Institute. Jeffrey, the floor is yours. Sure. Brownstone.org is our website, and we've been publishing three articles a day. They've all gone viral. Our website's out of control, which I love. Uh, we have millions of, of views. Uh, support us. We run on a shoestring budget like all great, like you, like all of us. We're revolutionaries. Like, let's just face it. Um, we're the minority, uh, unfunded, underfunded. And, uh, but, but, but the future of civilization, and maybe it's always been that way. I don't know, but these are our times. Um, and these are what we know, right? This is what we know right now. Uh, help us, uh, share us, subscribe, uh, 
and and let's get the word out and maybe we can make a difference in our times. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get there step by step. Uh, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do me a favor. Go ahead, give it a share. And when you do, please go ahead and give yours truly a tag. And also give Jeffrey some love as well. I will include all social media links in the show notes. All you got to do if you are an audio listener, click the artwork. It'll bring you over to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's episode, the entire transcript from today's episode. And by the way, we have a video version here over on YouTube. It'll be included right there at briannicholshow.com. And when you're over on YouTube, please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you're not missing a single time we have one of our episodes go live here. And yeah, you can go ahead and go back to briannicholshow.com and check out all 555 plus episodes of the program, including a few episodes of the past uh, where Jeffrey's joined us, uh, of course, starting things out here, talking about what has been going on throughout this entire COVID insanity. You make sure you want to check that out over at briannicholshow.com. But with that being said, Jeffrey Tucker, thanks for joining us on today's episode. With that, folks, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.